Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Church League Podcast. Today we hit almost every major sport. There's a little bit of hockey, there's baseball, there's tennis, there's football, there's basketball. We even talk about pine car derby. But most importantly, we talk about cookies. Let's get started. Welcome to the Church League Podcast. I'm here with uh, James and Corey, uh, living our best life. Yeah, man. How's it going, Roman? You know, great. I'm just happy you guys keep inviting me back. That's a plus. You know, <laughs> we wouldn't do this without you, James. <laughs> no, we would never do this without you, James. I think, I think you're number two on the list. I'm at the bottom oh, of the barrel yeah. here. Um, I'm not going to make a comment. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're just going to go ahead and get straight into it. Yeah. Uh, the goal here is to start off every week with highlights and lowlights. We'll get into some NFL talk. Um, we're going to do a draft today of cookies. Yes. Uh, we didn't tell you last week. That could be Keep the most heated conversation it, we're going to have. I'm now. excited for that to get way too serious. And then we're going to wrap it up um, talking about the NBA All-Star starters and maybe some snubs. Um yeah. But you know, one of the one of the um, constructive criticisms that I received was people would like to see what we're gonna would like to know what we're gonna talk about before we talk about it. Yeah. So there's a rundown. There you go. So you know who you are that told me about that. Mm, call You're welcome. Up. Hey, and we got new listeners. We got a lot of new listeners. We have a lot of new listeners. We're growing. Pretty exciting. Growing in Belgium as well. I appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. But um, going into some highlights as a baseball guy, I'd love I love to see Scott Rowland make the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, and in my opinion, easy first ballot, like deserved it, has a chip, has, I believe, nine gold gloves. I mean, he was a key piece um, of the World Series win in St. Louis. Um, I mean, him, Edgar Renneria, Jim Edmonds, Albert Pujols, like. Those are some big names you got there. On that, the, was an, uh, that was an impressive. It was, a, it was an impressive squad. Yeah. Um, it's the Roman Homer moment, which we need. We need some kind of sound for that. But I, I'm a big Scott Rowland fan too. Um, he played for the Reds. Now yeah. um, we talked about like who who does he go in the hall with? It's obviously mm-hmm. the the Cardinals, right? He's right. played for a number of different teams, but he's from Southern Indiana, that Jasper area. He played baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, him getting to play for the Reds for me was a big deal because I was a big fan of him locally. Right. And, um, and uh, man, he's a great player. There's some other guys that have similar stats. We were looking at yeah, Dale Murphy's yeah, stats. Yeah, Dale Murphy day. had probably better stats yeah. um, in some categories. Right. And actually, honestly, most, but no World Series ring. Yeah. I mean, there are some things that set people apart. Uh, Joey Votto is going to be in that similar conversation one day. Yeah. Um, can he continue to stay healthy to kind of get those into the into – the, into the career stats, mm-hmm. but a championship is not on the horizon for the Reds um, yeah. unless we get really hot really quick. So he's going to be in a similar conversation. But um, do you feel like the um, Baseball Hall of Fame is a little too watered down, or do you think they stay pretty true to their values? Mm, I think it's getting watered down. Yeah, I, I think so too. It's I think we've got a conversation coming up as baseball heats up with a lot of Hall of Fame stuff. Because there's some, there's some. It's a very stats-driven sport, so there's a lot of things that kind of annoy me, but I also respect a lot about it. Sure. And it's one of the sports that seems to just be able to stay in their history longer than the NBA and the NFL. They've moved on beyond these conversations, and they've just adopted a new identity. And baseball still holds true to its, it's like its original form, and I respect that in a way. And sometimes it drives me nuts. Well, and how do we not? Uh, 
we say watered down, but like you'd have to skip an era of baseball to like not continue to let these people in. It's just yeah. there's so many baseball players in the league that yeah, you know, I mean, the guys are going to get in. They're putting numbers up. They're going to make it in. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think I think I saw a stat the other day that there's only nine current active players that have a batting average of over 300, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and you know, like one of those is Miguel Cabrera. So that list is about to go down to eight. Yeah. I mean, like dudes like old dirt, but still rakes, which is impressive. Yeah, right. And I'm not a Yankees fan or really an Aaron Judge fan, but mm-hmm. I do have a lot of respect for what he did last year. He yeah. didn't just hit home runs. He had a great batting average. He was he was top of all the categories, offensive categories. Yeah, well, I mean, when you're hitting the Yankee Stadium, you're going to hit a lot of home runs because sure. yeah. that field is trash. I think, um, I think my son's T-ball field's bigger than I that. I mean, really, though, shoot, people get <laughs> kickballs further than that. Um, so, who's doing low light first? Uh, well, one more one oh. more highlight. Um, Djokovic won the Australian Open. Oh, yes. We can't. Can't go. Can't just skip over a major event in a sport. Um, the Slam, and, um, and it's the uh, greatest of all time conversation. It is. It right. is. Since pass, he walked over. I mean, Djokovic walked over him. Um, I'm pretty sure I said that guy's name right. Sissy Pass, Sissy Pass, Sissy Pants. Not sissy he does pants. whine like that though. <laughs> he does whine like a Sissy Pants. That's the way I remember that. It. You're getting real close to saying I'm getting real close to saying something I probably shouldn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm an Adol fan, but it, I mean, Djokovic is too good on hard court. Um, it's hard to beat him, and it, it's it it is interesting to think about if there was only one hard court slam, what that would look like sure. for Djokovic. Um, whereas you know if there were two clay slams, does Nadal have fifty? And of all the um, greatest of all time conversations with athletes, we can hold off on the tennis one, yeah, till it's a major that I actually am going to watch because the three a.m. start for that final. Mm-hmm. I'm come not, on, yeah, I'm it's out. rough. I'm yeah. out. It's rough. Just tell me who won. I'm Tighten not going to watch it, that, and yeah. I'm not going to watch the highlights when it's mm-hmm. that one sided. But if, to me, it was interesting to put him at the same um, statistical categories as those other guys and say, hey, yeah. let's continue to talk about who's the greatest of all time. And he missed a couple opportunities because of COVID, because he, he chose did. not to be ba- vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. All right. Low lights. I know I have one with LeBron, but I kind of want to go last with LeBron. Um, sure. So I'll you guys you have a low light. Go ahead. I think we all agreed that that was a low light, by the way. But it I've is. got an obscure one. Go and ahead. it kind of ties into a highlight for me, so I'm okay. just going to get out of the way. Yeah. Um, I was watching Indiana-Ohio State basketball game, and Indiana is hot right now. They won four or five in a row. Ooh, that's uh, hot for Indiana? Yeah, well, <laughs> they're back in the top 25. It is fair. They're, that's hot for anybody right now. It is, right. it is. There's a lot of parity in sports, and um, SEC Big 12 Challenge just wrapped up, and the Big 12 yeah. destroyed the SEC. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to find what conferences are good and what conferences aren't as good. They're going to kind of expose each other. But Trace Jackson Davis is a beast for Indiana. Yeah. He looks like a man amongst boys. Um, we'll see how that matches up when we get to Purdue and some of these other matchups. Who's the um, other hyphenated player that you guys got? What um, Hood Shafino? Yeah, you guys got yeah, the best a, like hyphenated duo a, in the he's league. A freshman in, and in he college, is playing great. He Hopefully is playing really well. While. But um, so Trace Jackson Davis looks like a beast. I'm mm-hmm. real proud of Indiana. That's my homer moment. My low light actually happened in an assembly hall as well. Mm. Part of the scoreboard fell off during halftime, <laughs> and it was two or three feet from hitting an Ohio State player. Oh, wow. that's crazy! They had to actually. pause the game. The second half start, and they had to put a maintenance man up in the scoreboard to be sure that it wasn't going to fall apart. Wow! I think it's time for renovations. Right Wait, now. how old is Assembly Hall? Like, it looks not bad from the outside. Now well, it's just, now it's disassembly. They just hall. had. Dis- <laughs> dis- <laughs> I like that. I'm here That's for that. really funny, actually. They just had uh, they just had a renovation done. Yeah, and a new pr- practice facility. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's it's really um, I'm really impressed with. So, sort of the renovations. You and I actually got to get on. Yeah, we uh, did. Campus during the Springwell Bible Camp. 
the camp we go to in Indiana. Um, Dude, Silas, shout out to you. Thanks for letting me walk into Assembly yeah. Hall. So we, Silas was at a basketball camp, and we got to pick him up. Trent McManus. Yeah, good old Trent. Um, was... Um, had uh, some illness, and so we got to pick up Silas. Yeah, and uh, we got to see the the facilities there. And we got it is to nice. Be, we got to be Silas's dads. It was a fun moment. Two dads picking up their son. Yeah. So, but anyways, that was my Homer moment, um, low light and highlight. Okay, uh, my low light could also be another's uh, highlight, and that is James Harden mm. hopping off the bench mid play. <laughs> To attempt to steal the ball, yeah, because <laughs> apparently he missed. He did not go in after the timeout. Hopped on off the bench, end up taking the ball to the face and mm. got a technical foul. Yeah, that's a highlight for me personally. That's a highlight for Harden because he actually was playing defense for a second there too. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's why he has, that, he has that beard just to protect him from. It's like a chin instance. strap. Yeah, you know, just, definitely. What is it about him? I, there's something about him that I just like don't like. If he doesn't succeed, like I'm just not gonna. I think it's feelings. the beard. You think it is the there's beard? something about the beard. Uh, he's marketable because of the beard. He's he played better when he had the beard. I mean, I get sure. it. It's a character for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Which he's you can't quietly, see his lips though. That's the problem. You can't. I would be interested to hear his end of career story if he comes out and says some of the things he's had to deal with. Because you look at Durant, Westbrook, Harden, there's some drama surrounding yeah. him all the time. I wonder if he was just quiet in that scenario, or is he the drama in that scenario? Mm. It's hard for me to believe that he's more dramatic than Westbrook. Right. But maybe he is. But do they all talk at one point and say, hey, here's why it was so difficult to work together. The timing didn't work out. But there's been some drama to follow him. And he's he's been charmed. He's had sort of a charmed career where he's been able to go wherever he wants. Well, and they've given him – every team has given him what he's wanted. Yeah. yeah. Um, For me, it was I'm not going to play here until I go where I want Right. with Houston, and that really bothered me. But if he's got an explanation for that, I'm here for it. But, yeah, that kind of – that gives me a little disrespect for me, for him. But, um, but I do – his game changed the NBA for a while, not as long as maybe some other players. Oh, yeah. Or Curry or anybody else. They're, they're continuing to change the game, but – um, it didn't age well with him, the, the drop back, step back, sort of traveling three, but mm-hmm. it's a new thing. What was the the, the he 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 like put his arms under the defender right, that, that rake motion? Yeah, the, yeah, that's not you can't even do that anymore, which I which I yeah. love. Yeah, um, yeah. which uh, is also why it wasn't successful in the playoffs. But a player a player with the ball that can get to the line and hit their free throws traditionally that's a huge that's we've been yeah. trained mm-hmm. from from like infancy in Indiana to like hey make free throws and get to the line. That's a winning combination. Sure. He just did it in a kind of a, a weird way. But if the NBA sets up rules to allow it to happen, then the players need to take advantage of it. Well, so. I, I will give him credit, though. That that step back three that he shoots is a pretty killer shot. It he's, is. He's got that on point. It is impressive. Um, I mean, he's, he's an impressive, impressive offensive weapon yeah. in general. He just needs to not get tubby during the playoffs. I'll <laughs> give him credit. He's gotten healthier, <laughs> and he is facilitating for Joel Embiid to be the top guy. Absolutely. So of all those players, he's not trying to go in and be the man. And Westbrook really can't, so he doesn't even mm-hmm. – there's not really a conversation there. Yeah. But he's able to make other players better. You know who is a man? LeBron James. Um, but he acted like a baby. Yeah, he didn't look like a man. He didn't act like a baby. Listen, he, okay, so, I mean, everybody knows at this point, if you keep up with sports at all, that he had a game-winning layup. He was going to make it, and he got fouled by Jason Tatum. It wasn't close. It wasn't like he even nicked the ball. It was all forearm. Um, he missed the layup, obviously. LeBron James proceeded to lose his mind and act like a two-year-old who didn't get the toy that he wanted in in Target. I've seen my two-year-old act like that after like binge-watching Coco Melon, and we turn it off. <laughs> Coco Melon will get you. Don't let your kids watch Coco no, Melon. Then he, he, he tried to rip his jersey sitting on the bench. Mm-hmm. He had some choice things to say to the officials. Yep. 
It was interesting for sure. I say Jason Tatum play of the game. Like he, it's going to be a layup. You have to you foul. Either foul him or you block. You have him, to at foul. At least you tried. You have to foul. <laughs> it's not Jason's Tatum. It's not Jason Tatum. Well, that's actually an interesting idea. Should should players be like, no, I fouled him, or do you have to let the no refs way. call it? Or or it's an interesting thought. Now, don't get me wrong. Like Tatum should have absolutely fouled him. It's a layup. It's an easy, easy game winning bucket. If Tatum doesn't foul there, but I don't even think that's a hard enough foul, really. You could hear it. You could hear it. We, on, like we, I went we back and watched. Replays. You could hear it on. Like you could hear it. <laughs> yeah. And but you got to be listening for it. But like you could. I mean, he like he goes like cocks back behind his head and slaps yeah. through. It's interesting. Um, the, the the refs at the Indiana Ohio State game were mic'd up on Fox the other night. Yeah. And they they had this interaction with Trace Jackson Davis and one of the refs saying, "Hey, I couldn't see the foul." And sometimes when you're close, you have the worst angle. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was the position of the referee in this case with yeah. Tatum and LeBron. What's interesting for me post game is Tatum wasn't the hero of the game. It was Jalen Brown. So right. he went off in overtime. He did. And so they did the post game interview with him and they asked him, Did you think it was a foul? And he, you know, he t- kind of talked around it and like, Hey, you know, what happens, happens. And you can't, mm-hmm. you can't, you know, let that define w- what you do next. And I think that's the bigger point for me as a low light is they still had overtime to play. Yes. And absolutely. LeBron's a leader of men. He's going to come in. He's going to keep Pat Bev off the floor with a camera. As a foul? Ridiculous. He should have been ejected from the game. Surely there's going to be a fine. But he shows the foul to the official. That's mm-hmm. not his place. But he's full of drama. That's Westbrook's who he is. Full of, that team's full of drama. And LeBron looked like he was there for the drama instead of for the win. Oh, he, after that, he had mentally checked out. There was no way they were going to win no. that game. Yeah, he was, he which, was is, which is super unfortunate. You need, you need LeBron better in that moment. Yes. So um, does... That fact about him publicly play out, like how that played out, does that put people in a position where, like, let's just get under his skin? Like, I think it drives him sometimes, and and you don't want to poke the bear. We talk about trash talking in sports, and there's some comments we'll get to, I'm sure, with Luca dropping 50-something against Detroit, Mm -hmm. and Detroit's assistant coaches were trash talking the whole game. And he's like, if they're going to talk trash, I'm going to show them on the court. Yeah. But – LeBron, is he still at a place where he can show it? He's dropping 40-something a game. Yeah, my man's good, dude. Every time he drops those points, though, they seem to lose. Right. Well, it's because he either hasn't scored himself. I mean, who's who's he playing with? It's it's him or – yeah, like it's LeBron. I mean, the reality is LeBron is is older. He's averaging – like the second most points in a career than he has ever had this season. Which With is Anthony Davis on the floor, he's nine points less. Though. Yeah, but that's not a big disparity. I, th- I thought it would be ten to fifteen points. More, right. So that's not. Well, a he's, big he deal. is he is team first basketball. That is LeBron for the most part. Yeah. He will make the right basketball play if he's double teamed. He's going to pass it. I mean, Anthony Davis is no you know no chump. He can score. Um, I think LeBron at times. I just want him to take like the foul from Jason Tatum and get angry when the game. That's what I want to see LeBron do. I want him to say, you know what? I don't care about my team. I care about winning this game. Rally the troops. Yeah. Pat Bev by the jersey. I'm like, no, not today. You can talk about that later. We're going to win this game. That's what what I want to see. Um, Is that who he is? I don't think so. Um, But because he's still in the greatest of all time conversation, he doesn't have to be that player. But mm -hmm. any other player at that point in their career would have to be that leader. Right. That's what Iguodala does. That's what if Carmelo Anthony comes back in and plays this year, and then well, yeah, some people talk about it, he has to be that yeah, guy because they can't sco- guy. well they can't score thirty a night. But it, LeBron needs to be the leader and a glue guy for that team, right? Which and he's not being the glue, which 
Yeah, which I won't get into the Michael Jordan glue conversation because that's not what we don't have time for that. Do but you, well, hold on. Do you think that he gets with the equipment manager and they start slitting his jersey a little bit so next Ooh, time he has to do it, it actually works? I would love for that to what happen. What would he have done if he ripped his jersey? That'd be amazing. They give him another one. That's a technical, I believe. Um, well, they got a tech from Bev. I mean, they were down two points to start this. Yeah, it was an interesting. I don't. I hope that that's what happens. I hope that we start seeing him with a little slit on his <laughs> neck. So like, any time he's feeling, he can just. Like, <laughs> Um, but you had mentioned drama, yes, and the whole you know talking, you know, getting into the NFL now. The whole you know Cincinnati Kansas City game had a bunch of drama. I think the San Francisco Philly game had a bunch of drama just with injured players. So you know, and I kind of want to start with with that game with San Francisco Philly because there's just there's less to talk about, but that doesn't mean there wasn't unfortunate drama that happened like Brock Purdy he had what four completions and then was done he yeah. started he he started and ended the game and did not have an incompletion if you told me that at the beginning of the the game that he was going to play right. at the beginning in the game and not have an incompletion I'd be like man he must have really balled out now yeah. the, the circumstances were incredible with him not being able to throw with Josh Johnson getting hurt mm-hmm. Josh so, Johnson taking the same injury it looked like oh man it's yeah tough. dude right I mean, to the forum what and Purdy it's six months with a torn UCL yeah Whatever the UCL is. So it's going to create it's a lot hard. of interesting conversation post-Super Bowl for us about where quarterbacks are going to land in free agency yeah. and what you're going to do. I'm excited for that. There's a lot of that conversation going on right now in mm-hmm. sports. But uh, I think a lot of the drama for the Eagles 49ers is when the game got out of hand, there was a lack of control, and whether that's from a coach or for the players, from just being petty. It was getting reckless. There was a lot of punching at the ball. Yeah, my man, like, just, body slammed somebody near the yeah. end of the game for no reason. I was like, and what are we doing? almost to the point where I made a note, like, hey, Eagles, we probably they probably should have taken their starters out mm-hmm. and put them in the locker room with five minutes left because right. the game was so far out of hand. And there was a fight brewing at that point. And even um, Jalen Hurts kind of walked onto the field, you know, and it wasn't in an aggressive way at all, but he walked onto the field. You know, could they suspend players for being on the field during a fight? I mean, there's all these crazy things you don't want yeah. to think about. Yeah. Um, and, and for me, the 49ers, they fought hard. Their defense kept them in that game whenever they're trying mm-hmm. to figure out Purdy injury. Obviously, they're trying to figure out an offense with Johnson. And it just didn't work out. Yep. I said last week they needed a defensive touchdown to keep that game close. Mm-hmm. If you put a defensive touchdown in there in that first half, it's a different game. But the game got out of control, and it felt like they had a lack of control from coaching to keep those players from just being petty and dangerous. I would like to say that my pick was really close, by the way. I did say 31-14 into being 31-7. Well, and, and to go back on the coaching, though, it almost looked like they were confused on the offensive side. Like, there was mentions of McCaffrey possibly going in behind mm-hmm. the center, and then uh, – check is their yeah, emergency the quarterback. Guy. Yeah. He, he was over there looking at playbooks. Like, yeah, and, and I listened – we listened to the um, – um, Shanahan. Shanahan's a great coach. I'm not yeah. telling you anything. There's no way I'm going to sit here and say he's not a good coach. It's a great run organization. We talk mm-hmm. about best organizations of um, of all time. San Francisco's in that category. But um, are you going to put Juszczyk in as a quarterback? What it does is if McCaffrey's running the Wildcat, it takes the the natural running game out of play. So yeah, but I think the Wildcat t- you got to go situation. you got to go into something different because clearly it's not working. Yeah. Um, Josh Johnson with the concussion being out. 
like I would much rather take my chances with potentially the best running back in the game as a wildcat option. Yeah, sure. um, it at least puts the defense on their like on their heels. Like, yeah, what's going to happen here? Yeah, because he, it's not like he has the inability to throw the ball. Brock Purdy couldn't throw the football. He had a screen right. he could throw, and he was struggling with the screen. Like pushed it out. You got to do something different. You're not putting the. You're not going to put the Eagles defense on the on their heels when you're up three scores. But you got to so do something such a bad different situation. Though. Yeah, you're right. It, it, it's it's a, it's a it, it's not. It's unfortunate, and I don't really yeah. think San Francisco wins that game regardless. I don't think it changes the conversation of how good that team is or how great that defense no, was. No, right. But it shows you quarterbacks matter. Absolutely. And healthy players matter. And good backups. Yeah, for sure. We so, were talking about it before. We have uh, Josh Johnson. This is uh, his 23rd team in 15 years. Jeez. 23rd? I had 23rd. 14 different teams, but you're counting how many teams, how many times he – Went to a team and came yeah, back. Yeah, he'd been on a couple teams multiple times. Like he'd been on the Redskins a couple times and the Bucks a couple times. And there was also like the Texas uh, Rattlesnakes. And it was <laughs> oh, some yeah. random. He had a couple like oh, UCF sure, yeah. teams. Or, That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. I, I looked and at his, scary. I, I looked at, at the time. list. I was surprised to see like the Colts on there. I was like, I didn't even know that. Yeah. But you know, who didn't he play for? It's probably the, the, the game that you would play. Right. But, um, but the, I, I think it was, I wanted to see him come in. I wanted to see him in Purdy. Whoever I wanted to see that team compete. I wanted to see close games, um, and the Chiefs Bengals gave us that. But um, the Eagles are good. They are good. Flat yeah. out with Jalen Hurts, they're almost unbeatable this year. MVP candidate, mm-hmm. and if they can run it down your throat, they will, and you can't stop them. And if they can't run it down your throat, they can pass the ball. Yeah, and their defense is elite. So they're going to be a tough, tough team to beat. Um, I think that Cincinnati Kansas City game was a lot of fun to watch. Um, it was a, I thought it was going to be more of a quarterback duel and it ended up being more of a defensive slash Kansas city get injured duel. Um, I mean, you have in the fourth quarter Kemp catching passes with like two minutes left. Yeah. To your like top three receivers were. Yeah. I mean, Kadarius Tony's out. Juju Smith Schuster got out. I mean, uh, McCall Hardiman got out again. Valdez like Scantlin balled out. He looked great. Yeah. yeah. He looked phenomenal. Patrick Mahomes is I you know I don't want to say flu game but it was the Isaiah Thomas hurt ankle game. <laughs> you don't want to say flu game because that means he didn't have the flu. He didn't have the flu. Can <laughs> but, we just rip that bandaid off? The fact that he didn't th- have the flu. It shows you that there's a greatest of all time conversation when people say flu game and they think Michael Jordan. Yeah. So, and, and that's supposed and to when make people him people say crybaby they think LeBron James? No, they don't. <laughs> they don't think crybaby when they think LeBron James. LeBron they is think the, they are the about generator. to think the greatest score of all time. Hey, we are yeah. talking pass catchers for Chiefs real quick. Don't leave off Kelsey. We're talking about Kelsey being one of the greatest of all time pass catchers. Oh, yeah. Like, like they're throwing up stats. Jerry for, Rice numbers. Yes, Jerry Rice numbers for playoff numbers. Yes. So, I mean, he's not just a good tight end. He is a great pass catcher. And trash talker for sure. I love his post-game interviews. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about the Kelsey Bowl. Oh, yeah. I know there's some conspiracy theories out mm-hmm. there. But it is it is that was something. As a fan of sports, I'm rooting for Mahomes because I'm, I want to see him. Um, battle through injury, and I want to see good games. And I like the Kelsey brothers; they have good personalities. Yeah. Well, I think the beginning of that game, it, it looked like it was going to go pretty ugly. I'm, the uh, what Burrow took like five sacks mm-hmm. early yes. in the game, threw two picks throughout yeah. the game. I mean, that pretty much summed that game up. Is just those turnovers and not being able to block for him. Well, if you were going to tell me that you know Burrow got sacked five times and he threw two interceptions, I would not assume the game was going to come down to a field goal. Still. Yeah. yeah. Um, well. 
which unless is crazy. you watched last year's game. This is what happened last year too. Sure. And then they figured it out. That's good coaching from the Bengals. They mm-hmm. figured out ways to block for him. Um, J- Joe Shiesty, Joe Burrow is a gamer. He's going to figure it out too. Um, so you know, Mahomes yeah. is just better. There were yeah, I mean he you know ironically or unironically stepped up that that run to keep the drive going mm-hmm. um, with what thirty seconds left. Yeah. Like I mean that it's was har- impressive. It's heartbreaking to see a penalty. A lot of penalties in both games, sustained yes. drives, and unfortunately for the officiating, they help decide the games in ways that you don't want to have happen, but they were the right calls. Well, it was a, yeah, the weird, like, they got an extra third down. It didn't, like, and people really, this is where you get into the NFL is rigged or whatever. Yeah. Um, it, it didn't even matter. The third down, like, he got, he actually, instead of getting five yards, they lost four yards or something. Yeah. Like, it, it wasn't helpful. Um, it was, what had happened was there was an incomplete pass. The clock didn't stop. The ref that caught it didn't catch it till a little late. He's back out in the middle of nowhere trying to run in, but then they snapped the ball. And if I'm that ref, I'm getting out of the way of those professional football players so that I don't get annihilated. Um, so when you put it in context, it makes sense. Uh, it's unfortunate. It looks bad. Should, could, could the refs or should the refs have been prepared to handle that quicker? Yes, they didn't. Let's, let's move on. Um, the foul, the the penalty at the end of the game for um, uh, late hit out of bounds. The, yeah, yeah, the late hit was it was. It I mean, was. Osai had a great game, which is so unfortunate. Yeah. He also, I don't know if you guys saw his knee get. It looked real bad. Yeah. It like bent backwards when he yeah. tried to stop himself. It looked terrible. Mm. But like the the penalties that were called, the flags that were thrown made sense. It shows you how close professional sports are. And mm-hmm. how hard it is to do that job of, of being an officiator, uh, a ref or uh, on officiating, yeah. right? Because even with the uh, the Eagles 49ers game, that Devontae Smith catch looked like a catch on the board. They showed it looked like a catch, but it wasn't a catch. Right. And they quick snapped, and, you know, good on them for getting that in. I think they had a play ready because you could see Smith kind of banging his hands together like, hey, let's get this going. Yeah. But it's so difficult, and people are like, well, the NFL should have better replay and reaction. There's not a lot of time to react. Right. Live on the field, it's almost impossible. And even with replay, it's very difficult. Yeah. So they're doing the best they can. If you're a fan saying, hey, um, we got cheated, go to a, another reason why you lost first. Don't yeah. always jump to that first because mm-hmm. that's the easiest loser's excuse that you can have. Oh, somebody's calling in. <laughs> Hello, and thank you for calling. Your call is important to us. Please remain on the line for our next event. Oh, that was a lovely interruption with the phone call. Um, I would like to say that I'm going to edit a lot of that out, but, like, I don't think so. I think that was the people who wanted to um, hear from our top five. Uh, yeah, they, they that was actually uh, Mr. Keebler himself wanted to talk about our cookies. <laughs> One of the elves. Um, but uh, we're, we're going to what – a, what a transition that yeah. was. Um, are you telling me EL Fudge cookies are on your top of your list? They might be. I am a big uh, cookie fan. So here we go. We're, uh, we're going to go top five cookies. Uh, Corey, you get to start. We're going to actually snake this time. I feel bad because we didn't snake with James. We did not. Um, but uh, we'll snake this week. So, Corey, you get to start. I'm coming out swinging Thin Mints right off the bat. Thin Mints mm-hmm. immediately. I mean, we, could, we could probably do a top five Girl Scout cookie draft, but I'm going Thin Mints. Thin Mints immediately. That's, the that's not terrible, but that was last on my list. There you go. I just, but I'm not a, a mint guy. You're a lunatic, though. Um, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, James? 
My first pick is going to also Girl Scout cookies, nice. Samoas. Wow, second to last on my list. That was my you number guys two. Are Which I don't know it. if you guys know this. They actually changed the name to Caramel Delights. Yeah, they did. I think yeah, they, they did. offended the Samoas. It was yeah, they were it was offensive. Yeah. That's Samoas the, just hadn't had that the is the society yet. that we live in. It is. I had to look up well, we'll get there, but I had to look up racial connotation for a cookie that's on my list and Shocker. make sure I felt good about saying it. Gross. So here we are. Um, all right, so I don't think it's going to be a shocker here. It's the greatest cookie of all time. My first pick is oatmeal raisin. Oh no! Um, I'm I'm sure that that was, that probably wasn't even on one either one of your lists. Now is that brand specific or just the cookie in general? A chewy oatmeal raisin doesn't get, doesn't get better than that. Twenty okay. percent of um, a people polled, and uh, a fifth of them were absolutely correct. Yeah. So I mean na- nationally, so that's um, nailed it. Uh, oh, I get to go again. Mediocre. Uh, go I get to go again. I'm going to back that up with a Chewy Chips Ahoy, um, which is a chocolate chip cookie, oh, okay. um, but cool. specifically the Chewy Chips Ahoy. You can't get the crunchy. Like, I'm not a crunchy cookie guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's chewy, I'm in. Now, is that um, to get away from, like, having to, like, heat it up for a couple seconds? I don't need to. You don't need to, right? I mean, like, Not it's, with that, though. Right. Yeah. With that, I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily, I've never actually, that's not really a big thing for me is heating up my cookies. Okay, you should try it. Um, I will. I Have you ever frozen a Pop-Tart? That's another conversation, but it's delicious. <laughs> um, I think I think any cookie right out of the oven's best, but chocolate chip hits different when it's hot. It does. I would agree with that statement. Um, James. Uh, my next pick is going to... Tagalongs. Oh, we're really hitting. Dude, that's a Girl Scout cookie. Is that all you guys yes. eat is Girl Scout cookies? It's the peanut butter with chocolate. Well, they're, they're good. Love they're them. good. I mean, I will raid I mean, that they're, grocery they're store like, table. I mean, you guys didn't even say, all right, that's fine. It's whatever. I mean, like, they're good, but they're still coming in a box. Like, What about those chewy chips of horn? That's my number two pick, not my number <laughs> one. Um, Corey? Um, Oreo. Oreo like a chocolate sandwich cream filled cookie like Oreo is an easy brand name yeah and um, we we, t- we were talking about this the other day like you know double stuff regular stuff it doesn't matter what's neat about it for me is I can s- twist it off eat one without the icing and then yeah. get a taste I get um, as long as it's got the stuff right and or I can have one with just the icing so it gives you three or four different ways to enjoy one cookie in milk dry so um, yeah Oreo awesome mm-hmm. that's, a sol- that's, a, that's a solid pick um Again. You can go again, yeah. All right, so that's three down. Four. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm like an oatmeal cookie. I'm not a big raisin in my oatmeal cookies, so mm-hmm. oatmeal raisin would be off my list. But oatmeal cookie with the icing on it. And what happens? You oh, get those yeah. variety packs. Yes. Oh yeah, and I know you're no one about. eats those, and I love those for that reason. They are I delicious. Can have those. They are very so, good. Um, but it has to have the icing on it. Yeah. Um, so that's um, that's my number four. You need like that's a milk cookie for me. Like if I don't have milk, I don't really want that one. Okay. But. Which is why it's lower on the list than higher on the list. I can eat the rest of these without milk. But you're not a milk guy. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. You're lactose they, they got intolerant. lactose. They got lactose-free milk that is delicious. Um, thank you, uh, Fairfield. Well, I think li- our listeners <laughs> need to know well. if you're if you if you're lactose intolerant, they need to make do sure they, that when they're around you, they provide you that option. Do they need to know that? They do because if they don't, they'll find out quickly. <laughs> Facts. Uh, Brussels sprouts do the same thing. Um, James, uh, my next pick is going to a peanut butter blossom. Peanut butter Ooh. blossom, which I did not know the name of this for a long time, so I looked it up. It is the cookie. Um, I don't. It's a peanut butter bottom, and it's got the Hershey Kiss yep. in the middle. Oh of it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those things are pure gold. Those are solid. That probably should have been ranked higher for me, actually. Those yeah, are pretty those delicious. Are, um, I think they call those thumbprint. No, thumbprint cookies as well. Yeah, I was looking at my list. That would make sense. There were a number of different options for that, yeah. but that's a that's yeah. A good no, one. that's a solid pick. Uh, I'm gonna go fudge stripes. 
Mm. Um, there we go. Those are incredible. Yes. Um, that's that's also another like it's I can eat it without milk, but it's better with milk. I think. So when um, packaged, you knocked packaged cookies. Yet yeah, again, they're not obviously one, they're not cookies. one. You guys have those as one on the list. We're not even like you're not even talking like homemade chocolate chip. You guys didn't say like. Well, just if, you, saying, if you're like, making homemade cookies and they're not better than Girl Scout cookies, I mean, you're wasting your time. I agree, but you tell me you have it doesn't I, matter. Honestly, I thought I was going to sneak chocolate chip in. No, absolutely not. I wasn't going to. So that I didn't go with it right off the bat. Well, I went. I mean, Chewy Chips Ahoy is specific. You go crunchy, I guess. If you're mm. crazy, I think. <laughs> um, um, my next pick is uh, Circus Animals. Um, and the little Barnum uh, in the little circus box? Not they're not animal crackers specifically, but they're they're animals. They're covered in frosting, have little sprinkles on them. My man, L- let me tell you. Oh my gosh, I would okay. eat that whole bag yes. right now. And they're not the hard icing like the oatmeal cookies. Yeah. they're kind of. Yes, I know what you're talking about. They're, they're so great. good. They're so good. They man. Are. I was hoping I would get that on my list. I was I waited for it just in case, but those are maybe maybe best mm. pick of the draft. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, my next pick is going to the red velvet cookie. Really? Yes. Oh, you are. That is eclectic, I'm, and I'm here for it. I'm a sucker for some red velvet anything, really. So put it in a cookie form, and let's roll. All right. People, people have cared about you more than me in their life. That's a <laughs> Red velvet is a lot. That's a serious cookie. I appreciate cookie. it, though. Like yeah. It's not a bad pick. It's, yeah, no, red velvet fun. takes time it does. to make. I mean, red, my mom makes a red velvet cake every year, and it takes it's a commitment. Is it like cream cheese so, icing on your red velvet? Well, I'm not no. saying anybody has cooked them for me. Like i got to go out and find them myself. You know? <laughs> I, I was just wondering if people loved you more I'm than I'm a seeker me. of the cookie. <laughs> um, okay. Corey, your last two picks. My last two uh, Yes, last two picks. Um, a sugar cookie. Yeah, and that sounds that sounds generic, but the I don't want to say Walmart brand, but those if you go to any store and they've got those packaged sugar cookies with that quarter inch thick icing on it, those are delicious. Those are a go to mm-hmm. in a pinch cookie, and they're good. They taste like nothing except the icing. Oh yeah, but for some reason I can't get enough of them. Mm-hmm. And then my last pick are the Sandys or the Mexican wedding cake. And I wanted to make sure that I was being racially appropriate or sensitive. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it was on trade routes, uh, Mexican trade routes and things. They were they were used as like a commodity. Um, I think Spanish nuns brought those over in the um, you mm. know back in the history. So, but they're they're sort of a dry, buttery cookie. Yeah. It's covered in powdered sugar, mm. and um, and seasonally they just they bring. Really fond memories of Christmas and stuff for me, so yeah, it's my nostalgic pick, the Mexican oh, wedding cookie. I appreciate that. There you go. Thank you for letting us I into bet, your home. I bet more people like that one than you think. That w- I I imagine that you I are correct. I challenge you to say that more people like that than oatmeal. I'm well, that's no I'm way. Gonna have to Absolutely Google not. It There's no way I believe. Know what it is. No way that yeah, I believe that. That's you guys are outrageous. Uh, James, your last pick. My last pick is going to the Snickerdoodle. Oh, that was it for me. That's a good one. <laughs> Dang it. All right. That's but a solid pick. They have to be semi-soft. A hard snickledoodle. I can't even say it anymore. <laughs> snickledoodle? That sounds like some dog. Like <laughs> It is fair, though. You're right. And they need to be yes. a little soft. Yeah, they can't be too hard. There you go. Um, all right. Oh, yeah. My last pick is going to go white chip macadamia nut. Oh, um, I had that on the list. Yeah. That is a... that For me, that was the cookie that I always got when I went to Subway growing up. Mm, um, yeah, and it was always delicious. I have I haven't had one from Subway in a really long time. That might be what I do for lunch today. I don't know, but like, what is the Otis Spunkmeyer? Is that there? I something. I don't. I don't even know. I just I'd remember as a the, kid. That cookie's that probably better than Subway. Subway's terrible. It probably. You're right. I'm not a big Subway. I'm a Jersey Mike's guy. Yes, but we I'm can. Su- I'm surprised, and this is a different topic. But I'm surprised Subway's done as well as it has. 
they pay a ton of professional athletes a lot of money, evidently. They do. And they're not even they're not on my top five well, list of subway shops. Well they gotta get shops. they gotta get over Jared and his Yeah, I mean yes. they have to though. Um all right. I, that was solid. I'm excited to hear what people have to say about our cookie choices. Yes. Pretty controversial. Um, some of them, as you guys going with basically nothing but um Girl Scout cookies, your first two picks, which is well, hey, they're not, I'm not saying they're bad. Um, they that's, were on that's my why list. We had a baby girl, so I can now can put her in the Girl Scouts. By the way, any Girl wow. Scouts out there, Good I have you. not been approached this year about buying cookies. I haven't either. And I buy cookies from the per- first person who asks me, no matter what. Yeah, and I buy five boxes at least. We put them in the freezer. Mm. Now there are some knockoff brands at um, at Aldi's or yeah. even the Dollar General, but um, Harris Teeter or Kroger, some of those places you shop. But the the real deal, man. They've, they've got a market on it. They've cornered the market. They do. Um, all right, so we're going to wrap up talking about the NBA All-Star starters. Yes. Um, and I think that – so the way that it's done is, if people don't know, is it is a 50% fan vote, 25% media ballots, and then it's wrapped up with 25% of the NBA players voting. Um, I disagree with the way that that's done. The fans should not have 50% of the vote. Um, you think players should have more? I think players should have more of a vote. I agree. Yeah. I, I they know the game way better than anyone watching because they're currently playing it. Fans are biased big time. Absolutely, exactly. Like, and I think that's where we're getting some of the, the maybe the issues with the starting five. Hundred percent because the fan vote is ridiculous. Yeah, well, it's so, whoever's like trending at the moment. Like yeah. whoever you know. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. That's, well, I mean, it's like LeBron is. I mean, nineteen in a row. Should he have been a starter? Should he have been a starter probably every one of those seasons? Absolutely. He gets picked because he's LeBron James, though, by fans. Yes. Like, and I know that. But if he had a year that wasn't good, he still gets picked in. Like, for instance, the West pool is Curry, James, Doncic, Jokic, and Zion Williamson. Zion doesn't belong. Zion doesn't belong, 100%. Like, Charles Barkley called it out as soon as they announced it because they did it live on mm-hmm. TNT or whatever. And he was like, no, nah, how many games has he even games? played? Yeah. Dude, I mean, he's he's played well this season, but not enough to be an all-star starter, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, then you got the east side. You have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, ugh. Um, Giannis, who's the captain. LeBron James is the captain of the West, by the way. Um, Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum. Um, uh, Donovan Mitchell absolutely deserves to be in, in my opinion. Um, the Cavs are relevant again yeah. because of him. Jason Tatum is not there over Joel Embiid. Uh, I think Tatum deserves it on, but let's kick somebody else off. I like, mean, so like, but it, it has to be it has to be two front court guys. Um so like that would either be Durant or Tatum. Yeah. Cuz Giannis is the is the is the captain. So like who are you 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 taking off Durant or you taking off Tatum? Durant. Yeah. Oh well. So regardless, and some of that's gameplay too. I mean, I wish they would just say we need a traditional center, right? Just two have forwards, one or two guards. I, I Shaq agree. Had that comment. I mm-hmm. agreed with that. Yeah. Zion Williamson, Williamson, by the way, twenty nine games. That's all he's played. That's outrageous. That's well, so ridiculous. They have so him in there just for first. just for the highlights that he might have during that game. Right. I mean, like, it's could, just going to be Lob City the whole time. Like the the media could not hype him up more since right. high school. Since yeah. high school, like he has been the the chosen one, right? Because he can jump out the gym. He also is like the second heaviest player in the league, by the way. Yeah, which is impressive. Is it <laughs> impressive? Because Boban's the only one that's heavier than him, and the dude is like eight inches taller than him. His, his knees are not impressed. I can tell you it's that. The no. only the, the only athlete, professional or athlete, I think that's more impressive is the hefty lefty. 
Jared Lorenzen, Kentucky. Oh Bay. my gosh! All right, so <laughs> that's this, impressive. So pound guy, this is this is who over Zion. This is who Zion Williamson went over. Andrew Wiggins, Paul George, Lowry Markkinen, Draymond Green, Debonte, uh, Demonte Sabonis, and Kevon Looney. Sabonis. Sabonis, I think was the Sabonis. Warning. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy to me that Sabonis isn't in. I would pick Paul George or Lowry Markkinen over. Sure, I'm not a Zion. I'm. Not, I don't believe in Zion yet. Right, because he, he's been he's been hurt more than he's been healthy throughout his career so far. Now he's got potential, but he's been marketed to be a great one. Mm-hmm. I think Sabonis that would have been a huge deal for him. He's played amazing. Right, and he's he's done that by having to transition teams too. Um, I'm 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 super impressed by that. I think games played mattered. I think that's why I would have taken Durant off. Yeah, and put in Embiid. Um, and Embiid probably had something to say about that the other night because he dropped a bunch on Jokic. Yeah, he did. But that list that you just gave, though, I'm not surprised, though, because Zion's the most marketable on that list. Right, know. so if you look at the voting, um, LeBron with $7.5 million, Jokic with $5.5 million, Anthony Davis with $4.3 million, and then Zion with $4.2 million. The next closest is Andrew Wiggins at two point four. I yeah. mean, that, that is a $2 million vote drop-off. From someone who played 29 games, right? That's crazy, and well, really, really unfortunate. Is he is he probably really good? Sure. I mean, he obviously is. But like, does he? Yeah, but like in comparison to us, sure. But like, we got to talk about an all star for the NBA. There's like what? There's other 400 players in the league. Yeah. We're saying that he's in the top 10. He's not even. He may not even be the best player on their team. Right. If they're all healthy. Like, that team is doing good without him. Correct. Pelicans are, are great. Yeah. So, like, it's not like if you take Luka off the Mavericks, the Mavericks are horrible. Yeah. Right. So Absolutely. There's a, that's a good way to answer this question as well. They also play completely differently, by the way, because Doncic is like – like, Dallas has the least amount of, um, like, scoring possessions in, yeah. in the league because of how slow – that yeah. Doncic plays. And yeah. you're going to play to your best player, which right. is fine. I'm okay with that. But I think, I don't know. To see to see Joel not make it, to see Zion, and I mean, obviously jo- Zion didn't take Joel's place because yeah. they're not on the same side. But, like, at this point, why does it matter? Well, like, the All-Star game doesn't mean anything for the NBA. The irony is jo- Joel may end up starting. He could. Is, I mean, is, is Zion going to be healthy to play? Is I mean, some of these players may not even be healthy to play in the All Star game, so sure. it's it's really interesting. I, I want to know your Donovan Mitchell. I mean, he's a new guy on this list as far as a starter. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had a great year. He dropped seventy plus in a game. I think that helped give him some of that recognition. Being on being in Cleveland, I think helps him a little bit more than it did when he was with the Jazz. Right. But um, I'm I'm a Donovan Mitchell fan from seeing him play at Louisville, and just I like to see guys like that that you don't expect. But it is a kind of a surprising pick for me to see him in that spot. Well, I mean, so he is currently averaging 27, 4, and 5. Yeah. It's not bad. No. I mean, to, to be to be newish to the team, um, you're still he's still in the process of gelling with people. Right. Like to be able to drop that and be consistent and the Cavaliers be relevant in basketball again. By itself, for me, is to have have him up there. I'm surprised though that he with the with the 50 percent fan vote and the 25 25. I'm surprised to see him have that much recognition from the fans. I guess. Yeah. yeah well, Darius Garland 
was an all-star last year, yeah. and he was, I mean, not a starter, I don't think, but he was an all-star, yeah. um, which is impressive because, like, the reality is, I mean, Darius Garland's incredible. He's a, he's, a, he's a great, great point guard, but the, he was the start of putting Cleveland on the map. Donovan Mitchell coming there really just solidified that. They're a great defensive team, which yeah. is sh- kind of shocking. I didn't know Donovan Mitchell as a defensive point guard but yeah. he's really stepped up this year which i mean the reality is i mean you couldn't have really gotten much worse with cleveland yeah <laughs> i mean so any any sort of winning season that they have is really impressive well they've had they've had flashes of talent and they it's like they're just trying to put the pieces together at least they're trying mm-hmm. you got teams like houston teams like detroit they've got some really good young players but they're not trying um they're trying to get you know the next pick the next big hit right so um, I, I appreciate Cle- Cleveland in the East, you know, making a push at it. Um, right. And, and I got some, I got some respect for Mitchell. Um, it'll be interesting to see the rest of the the squads kind of, you know, get picked and all that stuff. But the stars are a big deal. Yeah. And they make it a big deal. The NBA makes it a big deal. They get the cards out and they announce it and they do the whole thing. But I think traditionally, I would like to see a center make it every time. I hate to see mm-hmm. the NBA lose that identity of the importance of a big man. Um, and I think they're getting to that point. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how the, the game plays out, I guess. I'm more interested in all-star dunk contests, three-point contests, and the actual game. Right. Well, I was to say, I always tune into Saturday night more than right. I do Sunday. Yeah, and, and then what's the over-under on points scored because there's no defense play? I, I would love to have a petition for professional like all-star games to mean something. Baseball does it right. Baseball does it right. It yeah. means something, and – like the Pro Bowl is a joke. Mm. The Pro Bowl is a joke. We've got to this point in this podcast where we just now mentioned it, and I don't even know if we were going to. No, I didn't. I didn't have. A, I didn't plan to. We talked we're about the flag awesome. football, and I think they could have just as many injuries from flag football as they would from actually playing football. Right. So, like, yeah. just don't, just don't have one. Just name your All Pro team and move forward. Right. Go back to the. Uh, I think that what they used to do, like the skills challenge. Yeah, just do like a that. skills challenge. Right. Just don't let it have like. But for the NBA, I would love for it to mean something. For for hockey. I don't think it means anything for hockey either. Like, just make it worth something or don't even really do it. Yeah. The thing about hockey, though, that I respect is everything means something in hockey because those sure. guys would not be out there losing their teeth. They are. I mean, they're getting beat up, and they're out there beating each other up for the love of the game because they're not getting paid a lot. And so Lord Stanley, Stanley's Cup means more to that that group, and I love how, that, how the trophy travels and all that stuff. Yeah. But hockey just... They play harder for the game mm-hmm. than NBA athletes do in the regular season. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think NFL has a short enough season you have to play every game. And Major League Baseball, it's hard to play every game. It is. You know, it's it would stink to be a possible. fan to show up and your your favorite player is not even on the roster that night. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, tough. It's safe to say there's never going to be another Cal Ripken Jr. Like, I don't think that's – like, load management has become a real thing across all sports. Um, and – you know, I don't. I can't remember how many games that he played in a row, but it was an outrageous number yeah. that I don't think we're ever going to see again. Um, Speaking of, I think his nephew actually plays first base for the Norfolk Tides. Really, there That's was a Ripken cool. that played. Uh, my son actually got his autograph. And That's sorry, awesome. lack of respect. I don't even remember which Ripken you were, but you were out there. That's cool, though. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, we're wrapping up. I wanted to hit 
two quick shout outs real, um, because I know both of these individuals. Grant Slatten, who plays for Tennessee Tech, yes. yammed on some dude. It was on ESPN. He was in my youth group when I was in Tennessee. Kick it, kick and ball out. He was he played for Ole Miss, just transferred to Tech to be closer to home. They're on a they're in the projected field right now. Now Dude. that the Tennessee Tech's going to have to win their conference tournament, right, in college basketball. And March Madness is coming, by the way. It so is. all you fans that are waiting for that conversation, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming fast. But yes, that I look forward to to that story for sure for you, and I'm excited about that. Yeah, uh, and then uh, somebody we all know. Um, my boy uh, Declan, back to back Pine Derby winner, back to back baby, back to back champ. Nice, um, super cool. Uh, I think next year we should go cheer him on. Yeah, Let's definitely. I mean, I'm there for it. I'm, yeah, we can bring the podcast. That'd Live be sweet. Podcast. That'd be Derby. sweet. <laughs> Get hype, man. That'd be awesome. Hey, and shout out to Carson for um, for helping this, his son out. And yeah, I mean that's a big. That's twice Carson's got reference. Maybe a good. Would be a good dad, Carson? Yeah. Is he greasing the wheels? <laughs> probably (laughs) Um, all right Uh, that's all we got for today Uh, thanks for joining us have a good one